Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, another two, to another one, each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Here. You have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I do not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For all those who have more, for to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today's readings continue to prepare us for the end of the church year, which we'll reach next Sunday when we celebrate the reign of Christ the King. These apocalyptic texts challenge us to remember that the same God who created us and put us on the earth is with us from age to age. And in St. Paul's words, has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us.
The parable in Matthew's Gospel appears at first to contradict that. It puts into words the fear that many of us have, that when we face God, the Master will chastise us, call us wicked and lazy, and cast us into an outer darkness where we will suffer. But I think it warrants a second look. Remember that scripture reveals who God is. When our interpretation of the parable focuses on the math of the five talents, the two talents and the one talent, and what each slave individually did to increase their yield, we aren't focused on God. We're focused on human effort and ability. To begin with, the master entrusted the slaves or servants with the abundant wealth that he had. A talent was a measure of weight, which in gold or silver was worth 15 years of labor. One received five, another received two, and another one. 75 years of earnings, 30 years, 15 years, each received an extravagant trust. And then the master went away for a long time, leaving them each to live with this abundance. The text doesn't tell us that the master was harsh or demanded anything from them during that time. The master trusted each of them to live according to his ability. But the Greek word ability used in verse 15 isn't skill or expertise. It is power or capacity. So what is the ability or capacity that's being measured? For all of us who aren't mathematicians or financiers, I think we can breathe a sigh of relief that the parable isn't about financial or mathematical acumen. Instead, what is measured is our capacity to live as a disciple of Christ, a follower of Jesus, a servant to all. Martin Luther defined sin as being curved in on oneself. The temptation of our human nature is to keep focused inwardly on ourselves, on the expertise we bring and the work we are doing, and only to look outwardly to see how others are falling short. So when the master returns and speaks to the slaves, we immediately hear the accusation and the cursing to the outer darkness that is delivered to the third one. But it's really easy to miss what he says to the first two. I know I've missed it. The master responds to the first two servants with an invitation. Enter into the joy of your master. A cynical reading might say the master is joyful because his wealth increased. But that's not the context context where we see joy expressed in Matthew's gospel. 
or elsewhere in scripture. There is joy when the birth of the Savior is announced. There is joy when the good news is heard and received. And there is joy when the disciples discover the empty tomb. Joy is not mere happiness or contentment with our circumstances or with increased safety or security, but a response to God's presence with us in all places and circumstances. The judgment against the third servant still sounds harsh, but in the context of gift and invitation, we see that person has chosen to bury himself and to ignore the gift and trust given by the master. Artist and poet Jan Richardson writes that when we cannot imagine other possibilities, we tend to hoard what we have, clinging to what is comfortable or at least familiar, and not only to hoard, but to hide unable to escape his own fears, unable to imagine something different. The third servant has created a cell of his own design that he cannot escape. The good news is that God invites us into a kingdom of possibilities where we live fully in the abundance of God's love, mercy, and compassion and enter into God's joy and delight. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for your son Jesus who died for us and in whom we have salvation. Help us remember your love and mercy for us does not end in death, but joy. Free us from our fears and show us how to enter your joy, that we would live the abundant life you give us. We pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen.